When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so today I am with an amazing old friend, one of my favorite people in the whole world, and I have been itching to get him on this podcast, but I just learned in the last week how to record Zoom interviews, so because he's in (laughs) D.C. So uh, should I introduce you as Birds Horton or Kyle Horton? Yeah, so um, there are layers to that answer, but you can call me Kyle because that's how you know me, so I'm Kyle. Okay, I'll try to... I'll try to stick Kyle's to good. Kyle. Kyle's good. Kyle's good. Oh, well, thank you so much for doing this. This is, I'm going to have to control my giddiness, but fortunately, Kyle and I have been chatting for a while, so I've probably squealed about 10 times. And Remo, uh, my husband, was very excited to see Kyle, and Kyle was very excited to see him, too. Um, the fact. So, <laughs> um, well, let me do a short intro, and you please add to this, Kyle, before we talk about why we're doing this today. So I have known Kyle since I was about 20 years old. And I have known his wife, Lizzie, who we call a whizzy. A whizzy. A (laughs) boo-boo. And I'll tell you what, these two people, I have never known anyone with as many crazy nicknames and cultural, uh, I don't know, distinctive cultural characteristics in your life and your family you'll you'll hear just a very colorful colorful unique unusual slightly weird uh amazing (laughs) beautiful couple (laughs) um so um we'll probably get into more of the details but kyle was very 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 good friends with one of my very good friends alex who's a psychologist and that's how he was alex's roommate And we were all just kindred spirits, had so much fun together, so many inside jokes. They all had nicknames and created nicknames for me that they still call me. And I'm sure Kyle will tell you about that. But um, so I was really good friends with Alex at Vanderbilt and you, I mean, Vanderbilt in like 1994, 95 um, and met Kyle around that time. And then Lizzie, his wife started the master's program at Vanderbilt a year after me. And I became very quickly close to her, another kindred spirit. He says she has ADHD, which now makes sense. Um, I'm really drawn to people with ADHD. And um, Lizzie is incredibly busy right now, or else she would be here too. And um, that will probably come out. Um, Kyle is going to be hopefully a frequent guest on my podcast here. He's got amazing thoughts, amazing questions, very analytical, um, great voice, very interesting career path. Um, so linger longer entertainment, is that what it's called? That's correct. Yes. So, so we'll, we'll tell you more about Kyle, but he has done some really interesting, cool things throughout his life and his, his brain mapping with, with your career, Kyle, I mean, you've been all over the place. You've had like the logical mathematical business stuff and the creative stuff and you're all over the place, which is um, one of the titles I almost had for this podcast. So yeah, yeah. the title would be all over the place.com. Is that what I'm hearing? All over the place. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that would be a good title for the theme of my life. Yeah. Um, So anyway, you'll get to know Kyle, but um, so we were laughing when we thought about the first um, interview that we could do together. And I think Kyle is sort of uh, subtly trying to do an intervention on me with the <laughs> podcast because he knows me very well. And since the beginning, so Kyle chose my thumbnail. Um, I was about to use, when I first started the podcast, I was about to use these three trees that um as my logo <laughs> and somebody said it looked like like a it might have been you look like a, a 
uh, park rangers like clothing <laughs> or something yeah. the logo for like a national park service and Kyle was like do you have any pictures of you and I sent him this one of me laughing that I had um, my friend's daughter had taken at a college reunion a few months before and he's like we got to use this and um and I was a little bit resistant I was like is this too like laughy jokey when I'm on a you know serious mental health podcast and Kyle was like no how much convincing do you feel like it took me yeah I think you took a lot of convincing actually I mean you're a combination of a kind person but you also you know you have you're pretty strong-willed I, <laughs> I, I and so I'm a person who's also strong-willed but I'm trying to I'm trying to grease the wheels with you and let you know that you know I'm a little bit your target market I'm just a person I'm just a dude mm. who likes to listen to a podcast that fills up my brain, that entertains. And also if accidentally, maybe I'll learn something. And so yeah. if I am your target market, then three trees is not going to work, you know? So <laughs> I know I love that. Well, you know, and that's the tough love I love to talk about because you, you know me and um, I I just recently heard a podcast. A friend told me about this new guy named Jay Shetty. Not oh, Shetty, I know Jay. Shetty. I know Jay, I know Jay Shetty. <laughs> Did you like my Jay. not shitty Shetty? <laughs> I know Jay Shetty. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Jay, I listened to a podcast he had that was called something like the eight kinds of people you need in your life. Mm. And I listened to it yesterday, I believe, and I loved it. And it was things like cheerleaders and people who confront you. And, you know, really a lot of those eight types he talked about, you know, if you had a hybrid of that, it's someone like you, mm -hmm. who's, you've been one of my cheerleaders in this podcast from before it Absolutely. started. Absolutely. And you got to tell people the truth sometimes. And, you know, and you're trying to say, I know you want to do this mental health podcast and the content's going to be fairly serious, but you've got to be yourself and you've got to be entertaining. And so I know that one of your things for me today might be a really nice intervention of like, let's get your fullest self out there and yeah. not just like one or two sides of who you are. Amen, sister. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, so, so we, Kyle and I were talking about how friends bring out different sides of you. And when you really do think about how, you know, some friends make you want to laugh, some friends make you want to go deep, some friends want to confront you and, and make you better, make you the best version of yourself. Um, but I, I just love that I can do that with you and Lizzie and, you know, just some of my favorite people in the world are those that I can really let both sides. I love the people that I can just have fun with. I love the people I can really just go deep with, but if I can do both, yeah, I'm like in heaven, I would describe me as both of those for sure. You are, you yeah. are for sure. And, you know, we've talked about the, I, you're a big brainstormer and have that idea of productivity thing that I've just recently <laughs> learned about is one of your ability, natural abilities. Yeah. Um, so, so we thought maybe today would be a good little reintroduction to me and maybe a mid review assessment of this podcast, where it's going and, and just maybe a broader idea of who I am. I totally dig that. I think that the worst thing you can do is just totally get complacent with what's working. And so doing a rethink and like looking at it from another angle and, you know, to be clear, I'm another angle. I'm a, I'm a much different angle for you. Yes. So I love that you reached out to me serendipitously and I would love to, you know, I mean, if I had a magic wand, I would want the world to see what I see in you. Oh. Well, thank you. We have amazing, amazing memories. I mean, I, I have laughed until uh, yeah. I, thought I was going to die with you guys several times. Yep. And so I can just tell you that we don't have to go into details, but I'm 53 years old. I'm a 53 year old human. <laughs> and, I, and I think laughing is more than just the best medicine. It's the secret sauce of life. And I will tell you that one of the top three best laughs I've ever had in my 53 years occurred with Beth. <laughs> he was there and it was the hardest, most exhausting near death four hours of my life. <laughs> it, it was a near death experience. I was like, you know what? If I go now, 
I will have lived a good life. And I was only like 26 years old. I was like, you know what? It's 26 good years. I've had four hours. I can't breathe anymore. I'm out. (laughs) Now, was this now I will say you mentioned a story that I don't remember, but you said you and Lizzie do. I remember that story and I I could never do it justice. I know you do, too. We were at this party and it was in Atlanta and there was a lady and I think I complimented her sweater and she was like, what what sweater? And, And I was so we started joking like the sweater that's resting ever so gently on top of your shoulders. Gosh. Oh, and God. I'm like, it's that thing above your shirt that, that you, it's called clothing. Do you oh, remember God. that? Do you remember I don't that? Remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I have several of those little anecdotal things where I, uh, where you make observations that nobody else would notice. And then it becomes sublime to ridiculous, you know, <laughs> that one. I remember we were all just, well, that makes me feel better that you don't remember that. Cause I don't remember the one. Um, where I was pretending to be a, a wilting flower. Um, yeah. Is that the hardest laugh you're talking about? No, the hardest laugh was, it was you and me. And <laughs> I am just meeting you. I, I, I know Alex because he's my roommate. So there's four humans involved. There's Beth. There's me. I'm Kyle. There's a new person who I don't know is going to be my wife yet. Her name is Lizzie. Mm. And there's a fourth person. Her name is Jenny Giordano. Mm-hmm. And there's four of us. And we are playing a game uh like a like a like a you know uh, a, a board game or something? Yeah. It, it was it was a finish that line uh yeah. pickup lines it was pickup lines ah. and so, so what you do the four of you very simply it's really easy to understand you all you do is you uh there there's a prompt that comes from a card and then the four of you have to submit what you think a pickup line would be <laughs> attached to that prompt and then you throw your answers into the middle and then you have to figure out who said what which pickup line belonged to which person was this pickup line something that beth said or kyle said or lizzie or alex and they were some of the most irreverent awful (laughs) hilarious bizarre uh and 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 the thing that made it work is that in order for every really great comedy routine to work there has to be um there has to be like a funny person and there has to be a straight man. And ah. our, stra- our straight man in the room was Jenny. Uh, <laughs> and she did not know what was happening to her. She was, we inflicted, that. We, we inflicted so much inappropriate laughter at her that we no longer cared whether she was having a good time or not. <laughs> All we could do is just laugh. And some of it was at her expense because she was, and, and you, by the way, you know, you're still in your 20s, Beth. And I think that we weren't really, I don't think that in the world of irreverent humor, that's something that Alex specialized at. Mm-hmm. He did so, specialize in that, right? Right, 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 right. You know, so some of the things that aren't really podcast uh, appropriate, appropriate, you know, got said. And uh, my wife and I, and then also I'm just meeting this person named Lizzie. And I don't know, she's so cute. She's almost mousy cute. <laughs> and I don't realize that she has this ridiculously irreverent, inappropriate streak in her. Right. She looks so innocent. I don't know this about her. And I was I don't, innocent. I don't that's know this why about y'all, her. Y'all called me baby child, remember? That's right. That's right. And that, and I don't know this about this person. And right now I'm just meeting her. I'm, I've known her maybe a few weeks or whatever. And I don't know this about her. So it was a whole lot of layers of discovery and uh, inappropriateness. And it ended with some you know, uh, some, some bathroom moments that were really terrible. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I just, I just remember like laughing, laughing to the point where it was, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I would want to put it on my tombstone, my three favorite moments in my life when I laughed so much that I almost died, you know, <laughs> I do remember that night and and I would have never been able to recall the piece about Jenny Giordano but it, it, now that I realized she was like the, butt, it, it was only works. It only funny. works. It only yeah. works with Jenny there. It wouldn't have been as funny. In fact, it would have been 90% less funny without her. There. Yes. If she had been in it and not kind of slightly annoyed or I don't get it, it wouldn't have been, you have to have that teacher or somebody that's annoyed or it's not nearly as there's no, butt of your joke, like it's been 25 years and I still feel unclean retelling the story. You know, I was like, that was, <laughs> It was not my best. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you know, I don't think this is too podcast inappropriate to say this. Speaking of Alex, 
I still remember his line about masturbation and his definition. Do you remember it? I don't. He would say, oh, man, you're going to remember it when I say it. He would say, it's the safest sex you can have <laughs> with the person you love the most. <laughs> yep. Do you remember that now? Yeah, yeah. He said that he said that all the time just to probably shock me because I was so innocent. Yeah, I, I think that was one of his favorite things was to, was to say something. And then uh, his first person, his go to move was to look at you and see what see what you thought of it. So <laughs> see how he shocked me. Well, I will say this, too, because the anyone who's heard the podcast is probably here. Some of the times I do an interview uh, some of my interviewees and friends, we have a glass of wine while we're doing the podcast. So, you know, I don't know what the impression is about me drinking, but I want to say back in these, those stages, I, we never drank. We nope. never even drank once. Nope. So these laughs were all just natural, like, and most of my pranks, like I really hardly drank at all. And I can't remember ever having a beer with you ever. Not once. No, not ever. Yeah, no. Not yeah, I, I probably started drinking more around, you know, 28, 29, 30. All right. Um, so anyway, but yeah, it is funny because people might think to laugh that hard you're drunk, but we were never on anything. I, I, I never, I never, uh, I never really added that layer of awesomeness to it, but it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, and, you know, yeah. I mean, and the thing about laughing like that is that nobody, there isn't a person on planet Earth that laughs that hard and looks cool <laughs> so that's four people or at least three and a half people or maybe just three because not jenny but it's at least three of us laughing so hard that if you and by the way this was pre what you know this is pre smartphone era there isn't yeah. a single photograph or a single recording of this moment in time oh. at all none of it so all of the images that i have and that my wife has and that beth has they're all in my brain. You oh, know? I love those pictures in the brain, but that's a really good point. I never thought about that. Like really that's what matters the most is the picture. So unbelievably. Mind. Yeah. You know, and I just remember thinking after that night, I remember thinking, wow, I didn't know that level of, I mean, I, and I'm a guy who's like, you know, I'm a guy who professionally likes to entertain people. Like mm -hmm. I, I, you would think that I know how to create. It's like you euphoria. Know, yeah, but I didn't know that it existed till that day. It was it was unbelievable. <laughs> I, it was unbelievable. Oh man. Sometime I'll have to tell you and maybe the the podcast group about some of my inappropriate getting cracked up with clients. Oh, I um, love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's happened a few times. Um I could tell you I could tell you probably the one of the favorites. There's like two or three favorites. Oh my gosh. Um should I or should we wait? I can't make decisions. Well, I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, like I said, I, I had this magic wand. I have this wish where like if tomorrow uh -huh. I get hit by a bus and it's my last day, I want this podcast to be a window into your world for uh -huh. your fans. And so yes. if I can, if I can help, you know, grease the wheels a little bit and help people get to understand the many layers of Beth, then I think it would be a win for you and a win for them. That's really yeah, and that's well, that thank you. I really you have no idea how much it means, honestly, for first of all, you know, I talk a lot in the podcast about emotional safety and feeling known and feeling accepted and feeling understood is like the greatest human need that we have. Absolutely. hundred percent. And so to have someone who not only knows me and cares about me and wants to, you know, be a cheerleader, but also say like, I want you to make this the best it can be and for people to know you. And, you know, life is so full of prioritizing and questions. And like, I am constantly with the podcast trying to figure out, okay, what am I trying to do here? Like, and I have so many different goals. Like yeah. I, 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 if I had time, I would be producing like five episodes a week. <laughs> and, and, you know, I want to say, okay, here's one of my favorite exercises. Here's one of my favorite top 10 lists. Here's some humor therapy. Here is, you know, a way to know yourself better. Here's a way to make your relationships better. But when I think about the podcast, I'm, I'm often trying to say what, how can I condense as much information into this time, which is great, but sometimes there's less shooting the breeze. There's less fun. 
less joking because I'm trying to get down to business, which is kind of ironic for someone that loves to have so much fun and that has yeah. ADD. You wouldn't necessarily expect an ADD person to be like, all right, let's just get right down to this agenda, you know? So I probably need to kind of <laughs> shoot the breeze, shoot the shit, whatever you want to call it a little bit more. No, um, I, I 100% and this is really, really on topic, but I will tell you, I am 100% on point with you because I am married to a woman with um, uh, ADD and mm -hmm. I don't think she has the H, but she has a lot of A, a lot of D and a lot of D. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I also have ADD, but it's not uh, it's not in the DSM four or five. I have re-diagnosed myself. It's not attention deficit disorder. I have what's called ASD. It's called <laughs> attention seeking disorder. <laughs> and so I have a woman in my life who has ADD married to a man with ASD. And it's a constant struggle. Uh, the good news is that I feel like her ADD has made me a better person when it comes to being able to um, concisely get to the point and get there quickly. And so mm. sometimes I feel like when I talk to her, I've got 10 seconds. <laughs> and if after 10 seconds, I haven't hooked her, then she is out. She is out. And I'm she so doesn't, she's not out that. in a rude way. Mm -hmm. She's, in, she's out, uh, into, uh, she's out distracted. Uh, 100% out intellectually, but emotionally she loves me and is still making eye contact, but she is gone. <laughs> Her attention has diverted. It is gone. It is diverted. Uh, I still remember you all telling me this thing that you came up with, and this has probably been like 20 years ago, where you would stop her and say, Lizzie, right now I need about 50% of your attention. Oh gosh, exactly. We have that 100%. Oh my God. It's been, I have taught this methodology to just anybody who cares to listen, what you just described. Plus, 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 we have something called uh, the one minute, two minute rule. It's called the one minute, two minute rule. Have I told you this before? No, I don't think this it was one. early on in our marriage. And remember, I'm an attention seeking guy. So when I come home at the end of the day, all I want to do is talk about my day. So I <laughs> am married to a person new in, my, new in our marriage, living at Tall Paul, living in Franklin, Tennessee. And I want to talk about my day. But she uh, doesn't have the uh, capacity to listen to all of my shenanigans. So I had learned early on that in order to get her attention, I have to. And, and by the way, I have a strong need to be heard. So <laughs> I, if I have, if I have a beginning, middle and end to a story, I don't want to stop after the beginning. I want to go through the middle and the end. Uh -huh. So what I do is I check in with her and this is in the first year of our marriage in 1998, 97. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I would say to her, oh, sweetheart. So um, at work today, I got a call from my boss and I want to tell you about it, but it's going to take, you know, it'll take one or two minutes. Uh-huh. So this is me checking in with her. I would say it would take one or two minutes and she'll, she and she would say, I'll take the one minute. <laughs> I'll take the shorter version. <laughs> and I was like, it was rhetorical. It's an expression of it would take one or two minutes is it, it, it's a throwaway line. But for her, it's like, you know what? I'll take the one minute. Make it as short as possible. So, at all time. so, so it became part of our love language to each other where I would call her and I'd say, I have something to talk about my day. She goes, I can only hear the one minute. Or <laughs> I would say, you know what? Our daughter is 10 years old. She's in school. And I got a call from the teacher. And my wife would say on the phone, give me the two minute. <laughs> Which means you can go on forever and ever and yeah, ever. Yeah, I want to know as much as possible. Two, uh, two is the highest yeah, amount. Please, and one please is don't skip it. anything. Tell me oh. everything. So it, it, this one minute euphemism and the two minute euphemism in our marriage has served us so well. It Ooh, is. I love it, that. It's been, it's been something that's, I mean, because it immediately cuts through all the, the crap and all the neediness that I have. And it, 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 it just, it just makes it so much easier to communicate. So, so I, I've told so many people this story because it, that's it so profound. I love that. And so it, it, it eliminates all the guesswork. And honestly, you know, um, in May of this year, we will have been married 25 years. Oh, we were man. there on our wedding day. Yes. And, and, um, and you know, I, I'm telling you, we use it weekly in our marriage. Wow, that's so smart. And it's just your, that's part of your own world. I mean, you all just have 
that's one of like thousands of things. And that may be in your top five or 10, but you all have thousands of those. Yeah, I'll take the one minute. So, so if ever during this call, I, I ramble, just shut it down. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. I love that. Well, and that's one really ironic thing. And you and I all have to do a podcast on like marriage and just personality differences. But you and Lizzie it, have so many weird similarities and compatibilities. <laughs> but as far as I'm more like you, actually, in the sense of I give details, like when yeah. I took that career test last week, my parents were so nice. They listened to me. I probably gave them about a 45 minute summary of that career abilities test that I took. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and they laugh as a child that I would go on and on. Like my brother and I, well, I had two brothers. I have two brothers and mm-hmm. we come back from a movie and my parents would ask my brother, how was the movie? What was <laughs> my brother goes, Oh, it's about cowboys and Indians. And that's the Lizzie response. Right. My response was 30 minutes later. I yeah, was like, right. and then this, and then that, and then this. And they were like, we feel like we saw the whole movie. And so, but Lizzie is honestly one of the most concise people I've ever met. I mean, does she, am I right? Cause I haven't seen her in person in years, but that she rarely strings together more than six words at a time. I think, um, yeah, she has the economy of words down to a science for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she just so many, but you have to, you, she's easy to hang on to every word because it goes and it's gone and she's done. It's, uh, I, yeah, I, you know, yeah. So, uh, this is not the Lizzie and Kyle show. I know we're talking too much about you. Let's get it back to me. I have a, exactly. (laughs) I I never about you. What do you think about my hair? How's it looking? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Now let's talk about me and how I look and how I always like to look my best. <laughs> yeah, not exactly. <laughs> um, that's an inside joke, by the way. We'll explain that another time. But um, so um, we were, you know, just talking about where this podcast is going. And if I did ever get around to doing like five a week, um, they're not very polished because this is a very side thing. I'm very passionate about doing this. But I love seeing my clients. And of course, I still have three kids at home. And so I don't have the time that I wish I could to devote if I could clone myself. And that's right. one of the agonies of my life is I do wish I had like three of me so I could like fully devote myself to multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, just kind of looking and and I'm going to try, I will tell you this and the listeners, I'm going to try to do a better job of like, you know, mentioning my email, which I'm going to say right now, it's neverperfectbeth at gmail.com. I'm not sure I have ever even mentioned that on a podcast. I also have a website. I'm not sure I've ever mentioned this on a podcast. Um, it is neverperfect.org. And, um, and we are trying to get a PayPal account linked to it so that if anyone does want to make a donation, that will actually help me pay for someone to do more social media because somebody, I think you were one of them, Kyle was like, I think the podcast is doing pretty well and I've gotten some really good feedback, but I have like no social media presence. And somebody was saying, you know, well, how's this going to help a lot of people if no one knows it's there except the word of mouth people, you know? So I need to really either find time or pay someone to do more social media and, Um, so anyway, I'm trying to kind of streamline and get some things more organized, but I do. And I have learned so much. This is a cool principle in life. Sometimes you do things to help people. And I'm thinking, oh, I want during COVID to help more people, mental health, you know, issues are out the roof and there's never been a better time to have something virtually that you can do to help people's mental health and their relationships. But this has helped me. I've learned so much. I mean, when I'm interviewing people, it's been so cool. Um, but when you are interviewing people, sometimes I don't want to interrupt them to share my two cents worth. And my two cents worth is one of my favorite. Little <laughs> everybody loves their, everybody loves their own two cents. <laughs> yes. And, um, so sometimes I, I would like to be interviewed by like someone like you or my husband, Remo, or just get a friend that's a professional to interview me because, I have so many thoughts and ideas that I have shared with clients that have helped them. And I haven't shared very many of those all on the podcast. So figuring out that direction in a podcast, you know, what is the goal, you know, 
Um, Mm -hmm. Am I interviewing people? Am I being interviewed? Am I talking by myself? Am I being entertaining? Am I on serious topics? And it's just kind of one of those constant judgment calls of like, what is your top priority? And I can overthink all that. Can you tell me what, what is your top priority with this podcast? Well, I, I really would say it is to help people. And um, that's a great question because I feel like in a way I'm, I'm almost as much of a philosophical person as I am a psychological person. And some of the really basic principles in life are some of the most profoundly life-changing and life-altering. And it's things like, you know, no one's perfect. Nothing in your life is ever going to be perfect. Your career is never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You're not supposed to be good at everything, you know? And um, so I think that some of those principles of you're not alone, I want people to hear, hey, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, if you've been suicidal, if you've been through a family member or a loved one killing themselves, I mean, you are not alone, you know? And um, just becoming more comfortable with your own in your own skin. And I talk a lot about the user's guide to yourself. Like, who are you? That's why I've been loving the Enneagram. Um, I've gotten kind of obsessed with it. I'm still learning. I'm not an expert on it. But in um, that abilities battery I took last week, it's just so neat for people to make a study of themselves and to be comfortable in their own skin. And I think you know this as well as anyone. I, I kind of joke that, Definitely two of my superpowers are lowering the bar for people mm-hmm. and making people comfortable in their own skin. Awesome. But the irony of lowering the bar is not, oh, you know, don't don't make the most of who you are. Don't expect anything of yourself. It's not that kind of lowering the bar. It's more like don't be rigid or perfectionistic <clears throat> or tell yourself lies that right. really create a prison for yourself. Give yourself yeah. a lot of freedom to be who you are. And like, I always say, you know, I think vulnerability, we were talking about Brene Brown and vulnerability Mm -hmm. before we started recording, you know, if we were all more vulnerable, this world would be such a better place. Amen. Yeah. We just, yeah, we don't have it So your goal with this podcast is, you know, uh, to use it as a platform to reach more people who have, you know, and, and using some of your, professional skill sets and your personality, you know, combined together to try to reach a larger audience for all the right reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if it's true, if it's true, and I, I think it is, and you think it is, but if it's true that, you know, uh, it's always the simple in life that produces the marvelous, if it's the simple things that you're talking about that produce the mm-hmm. marvelous, then then let's get that message out. And so you're using this as a, as kind of like a platform to, to reach more people with some. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully in a different way, because some of these podcasts I'm turned on to some of them, I'll be like, Oh my goodness. Like, amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. And then I'll look at people's titles and I'm like, Oh, this is so in sync with what I'm doing, you know, okay. what I want to do. So hopefully um, you know, there's a lot of different people out there doing some similar stuff, like even so, Jay so let me, let me challenge you, um, mm-hmm. and, and say, you know, like, I'm going to be the voice of the listener. So like, if mm-hmm. let's say somebody just tuned in a minute and a half ago and they have no idea what's happening here, mm. I would say, you know, what makes, so I think there's a boatload of smart people in the world. Let's just mm-hmm. agree. And mm-hmm. this is not up for discussion. Let's just agree that you're smart. Okay. I, yes. I it's not up for discussion. Let's yeah. just, that's let's just agree that you're one of them. You're yes. one of, you're one of the smart folks. What okay. makes this? I mean, if you want to go out and get content, you can go to the library of Congress and you could learn yeah. what you need to learn, but Ooh, this yeah. is another way to learn what makes this different than just, you know, um, a smart person pontificating on a podcast. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, I could see this is where my idea productivity thing goes wild because I have about five or 10 things that just popped into my mind. (laughs) So um, I will say one of them relates to that career test last week. This was what was so mind blowing about it. One of them is my friend Lane, uh, a male named Lane, who, who tested me Lane Ford. He said that when he looked at one part of the test, which is, do you prefer to be a specialist or a generalist? 
And I was like, oh, I'm so excited to see this because I agonize over this too. But in general, no pun intended, in general, I prefer the to be able to do a lot, to be like a jack of all trades, master of none. But sometimes it does drive me crazy because I would love to like go into trauma work in depth or marriage work in depth, or I, I kind of am a specialist anxiety. I am somewhat of a specialist in grief. There are some things I feel like I'm almost a specialist in, but I really don't want to do the same thing every day. I don't like to tell the clients the same okay. things every day. So um, he, so what the test concluded that I'm like 50, 5% prefer to be generalist and I'm 45% prefer the specialist. Okay, so that sounds, just, uh, that sounds authentic. I get that. Yeah, that fit. So what he said about the generalist though, which fits me and answers your question, because this seems like a tangent, but it's not, is that the generalist can talk more broadly about things and maybe in more layman's terms or even more simple. Yeah. I actually like to use simple language. That's good. And good, good, good it's good, also good. a part of the bane of my existence, but I, I do think I'm pretty good at making things clear. Yep. And because I have ADHD, I'm also pretty good at making it entertaining, even though you think I suck at that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do need to loosen up a little bit and, um, and be more, you know, entertaining without like with, I'm trying to just squeeze a lot in, but so that's one thing. So I, I want it to be kind of like a cliff note version or psychology for dummies type of thing. But um, I, I am probably a little too broad with my audience. That's one criticism. I'm not like targeting just teenagers or just young adults or just middle-aged or older. I kind of, this kind of goes with my universal thoughts of like, we are all in this together. Like life is hard. There are stages that are specific to our ages, but like life is just hard. I mean. The work almost never ends. The stress almost never ends. The disappointment never ends. But um, but life is so beautiful. At the same time, it is such a struggle. And so I think that everyone that listens, hopefully will say this either relates to me or someone I love. It will relate to them. Like There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's it. It will relate to the listener or somebody that they love or care about. There's Yes, absolutely. And we're all in it together. I mean, you know, one of the things I thought about talking about with you today, and we can do this on one of our other recent podcasts is um, life ain't how it looks on social media. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, or when life doesn't turn out the way you thought it would. Right. You and I could pontificate on that and, you know, brainstorm on all these topics for hours, you know, like it would be fun to say are people trying to look perfect on social media or are they yeah. accidentally looking perfect? You know? Accidentally. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Nobody wakes up in the morning, holds their cell phone over their head after hitting the alarm clock and looks that good. Right. 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 It just doesn't and happen. You're, you're going to love this, Kyle. You are one of the best people that I've ever known at this. This is a rare, interesting thing is when an idea resonates with you, you, I can see your mind explodes and you make sure that not only your expression shows it, but you, you restate it and then you bring it up for years. So do you remember, <laughs> and of course I love that as a big affirmation person. I love it. But, um, do you remember when I was like 21, I came up with this saying, I said, one of my, my themes in life is anticipate regret and then prevent it. Yeah. So that's actually been, it's become part of my ideology i have i have requoted you literally a hundred times and i've given you credit for it exactly zero times <laughs> <laughs> well well i'll say that i have quoted you and lizzie on your i need 50 percent of your attention right now i need 20 percent of your attention but i do yep. give you credit so i'm not yeah, plagiarizing exactly. okay, good 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 I, I, oh, okay. so are you saying you do give me credit i do oh shit i've given I say you my zero. friends I've given you zero credit. I don't even, I even, it's become such a part of the fabric of my DNA that I don't Aww. even, I don't even know. I don't even know who you are right now <laughs> because, like, because, because it is informed. It, you know, it's, you know, you never know when a little nugget becomes more than a nugget and becomes part of your, you know, uh, of your entire person. And Aww. that, that ideology, that whole little thing that you just said, you know, anticipate regret. I, I, I'm not a person that lives with or lives with any kind of regret. And it's because of you. Oh, 
I make a shit ton of terrible decisions, <laughs> but I don't, I don't regret them because <laughs> I kind of, I weigh them. I make informed. I'm, I, I'm as good as anybody I know as, at making informed shitty decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is not great, but uh, I weigh them. I weigh them carefully, but oftentimes they are the wrong decision, but I'm, I'm like, well, I did weigh it carefully and I did make the wrong decision, but I just never, never, never. Anyway, so I'm not a person who lives with, lives with regret and a lot of it has to do with you. Oh, that, thank you. Well, and it's funny, I could overthink it because as I've gotten older, I have thought, well, could that lead someone to think that they could go through life without making mistakes? And no, 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 no. Okay, good. I hope that's not the insinuation because that would be no, very no, not at all. inconsistent. Um, so, so, so yeah, so, you know, I mean, in the, you know, in the, in the world of, you know, podcasting and it's interesting because there's almost like a, um, a paradox of being a specialist at being a generalist. Mm. And I feel like that might be you a little bit where, you know, um, so many times in the world of marketing, you tell your clients to pick a lane and go narrow and deep. So mm -hmm. stay, stay in your lane mm -hmm. and then go deep within that yes. lane. And it's also, that's an easy way to market yourself, Beth, but I have to tell you, that's a little bit, not you, right? So, uh, you're not mm. a narrow, you're not a person who narrowly has a, you know, your specialty is that you're a GP, you're a general practitioner kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so, so make that your specialty and then go deep with that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, I just want, you know, you have such great, 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 you know, uh, you're such a unique human, but you, you know, such great, deep, thoughtful content that you're able to, you know, um, articulate in a way, like you said, you know, in a way that mm -hmm. sounds very human. It doesn't mm -hmm. sound like, you know, uh, you're trying to impress people with all your 25 cent words. Mm -hmm. It sounds more, it sounds more very, very human and grounded, but also it's, you know, it's certainly well thought out. So, I mean, I just think you're just, I just, I mean, I love being part of the, of your solution, you know, getting this stuff out to a, to a wider audience. Well, thank you. I, I love the saying announce the prevention is worth a pound of cure. And, <laughs> you know, for some people, they might be deep in the trenches of an addiction or, mm -hmm. or something like that. But it's, I love seeing light bulbs go on like people that have ADHD that didn't know it. And I have a couple I may talk about on a podcast. Um, you know, she's around 30. And she and her husband were having some pretty significant marital issues. And one of them we figured out, I was like, I think you might have ADHD. And I started talking to her about it. And as soon as she realized she had it, it made like a world of sense. And her husband had a completely different paradigm towards her when he said, so that's why you're constantly talking and commenting when we go for walks. And that's why you are doing five things at once. And, you know, and their marriage, literally, I would, I would love to ask them for their number, but I would say their marriage went from like a six to like an eight or a nine within about a week because okay. they realized they had eight, she had ADHD. It kind of changed everything. So just turning light bulbs on for people making everyone realize, you know, there, there shouldn't be a stigma with mental health issues. That's why I like to say I have ADHD. Like I'm not ashamed of it. Like most of our diagnoses have a flip side. That's really amazing. Uh, uh, well said. Exactly. Exactly. Our superpowers are linked. Um, well, should we start to wrap up before this gets boring, Mr. Uh, intervention on being more entertaining? Well, I mean, I think, I think it's like, you know, it's a toe in the water, right? So I mm. think that um, if I, if you had one or two or 10,000 people who were listening today mm -hmm. and, and they made it this far, I would tell you that, you know, stick around for round two. I really think that I, um, I haven't even taken off the gloves yet. I am anxious <laughs> to, I am anxious to show you the layers of this great human. And, you know, it's true that I'm a cheerleader it's true that I'm a fan, but I'm also not a freaking idiot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, I, yeah. I, I can, I can, I can spot bullshit from a mile away and most of us can, we just don't acknowledge it. And I'm an acknowledger and mm. I'm telling you, there's, there's some good, there's some good stuff here. And if I could be, you know, I, 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 I think I, today's a toe in the water, today's mm. a toe in the water, but I am anxious to do this again sooner rather than later. And I want 
people to get to know you in a way that helps them relate to you and also, you know, validate some of your content and also helps you, you know, broaden your audience. Yes. Well, I definitely do want more people to, I have gotten some really great feedback that maybe I'll share sometime, but just, you know, um, one mother that said my 20 year old son has the spark back in his eyes after listening to your podcast, because it made him realize that all these things he thought he was dealing with that were weird and he felt crazy and all alone that he wasn't when he heard about anxiety and depression and just simply hearing other people's stories and the value of hearing other stories is just incredible. And, so yeah, Beth hasn't told you this, but you know, I was a professional financial planner for almost 30 years and that was me using uh, the left side of my brain. And then I, about seven years ago, started to, um, work on the weekends as a wedding DJ. And then I got the chance to pursue my career, uh, kind of a dream job, a dream. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because, you know, as I'm listening to Beth and as I'm sitting here talking and being a part of this conversation, I'm like, Oh, you know, what would be really great is if we ended the call and I can ask her 25 questions about my life. (laughs) Uh Definitely. And, um, you know, so she said a word that is a, a, um, it's a, it's a word that triggers me personally, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, she has a trigger word and she keeps saying it. And the word is story. Mm. I'm also a competitive uh, storyteller, like um, the moth.org, you know, you tell personal narrative stories and uh, about three and a half years ago, I got interested in telling stories. And it's interesting because you would think, you would think that I like to tell stories because I'm selfish and I have an attention seeking disorder, <laughs> but I've learned that people need to hear your stories and you don't even know Mm. who those people are. Wow. I look at it like, um, you know, if we were hiking in a, uh, if we were hiking the Appalachian trail and you didn't, you hit a fork in the road, you didn't know whether to go left or to go right or whether, uh, but you know, a story is kind of like leaving notes on the trail of life a little bit where you can say, you know what, if you go to the left, uh, it's notoriously bear country and, uh, you know, not safe. And there's no campsites. If you go to the right, uh, there's a shelter and, uh, a, you know, there's Wi-Fi and Netflix. You know, it's like it's, if you if you if you tell your story, it's like leaving a note on the trail of life for people who come behind you, in my opinion. Mm. And so there's, 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 you know, kind of like what you were talking about with the, the couple that with the husband realized and the wife realized that she has ADHD. He is telling himself a different story about his wife. And within a week, they go from like a four or five to a seven or eight. Yes. And so that narrative changes everything. That whole thing about story and narrative to me is, you know, I found it late in life, but now I'm on a mission to, you know, to have more people tell their story. Wow. And you're an amazing storyteller. And the value of that, a story can change your life, just like a book can change your life. But, you know, we're losing the art of some of that because of social media. I mean, I guess in some ways it makes it easier, but face-to-face storytelling or hearing someone's voice and, and sharing their vulnerabilities and their story. And, you know, I will, okay, this is one last thing. I, I'm so glad this popped into my mind to mention. And you're going to, you're going to love this. Some people are shocked probably when I say this, I never know what people think, but I will say to people, you know, we all have lost dreams and life doesn't turn out the way we thought it would in some way. And if you don't believe that, because I have clients with some, just so much heartbreak and pain, and they're just like, I'm so tired of the pain. And I feel like other people's lives are so much better. But a few times I've said to clients, I'm like, if you really want proof that that is not true, that everyone, everyone does struggle. Everyone has some major things they're grieving. I said, I will write down 50 names of friends that I have. It could be college friends. It could be childhood friends. It could be recent friends. You know, it could be a few clients, you know, I'll mention names. You want Lindsay or Amy or John or Mark or, and, um, and I think, maybe one said, Ooh, I'd love to. And I don't think that we actually did it, but she was like, that would help me a lot, you know, (laughs) but I'm like any, many, miny mow it. And I I can tell you that there's major pain in everyone's life that I know, you know, and, and it just, that kind of thing just helps you realize like, you're not alone. Like some people's lives we know are harder than others, but comparing pain is, is a dangerous thing to do. 
But um, I think we all life is just always hard and, and the degree changes, but it's important just to know you're not alone. Like this is not it's not strange that life is really hard. You know, wow. I've never heard that expression before. Like, I love your little nuggets, but I've never heard the expression comparing pain. Mm. I've never heard anybody say that before in a sentence till today. Mm. Comparing mm. pain. I've never heard that. Extent. That's interesting to me. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, I've never I've, I've never imagined that. And I think that, um, you know, the last thing I'll tell you is that I am what's called a recovering perfectionist. Mm. Interesting. So, so, so I'm anxious to talk, you know, more about that in a way, maybe that'll, you know, help people contribute because yes. um, the word perfectionist in the year 2022, or even in this century, the word perfectionist is considered to be a positive skill set. Oh, really? And I think it's a debilitating, crippling disease. Yes. Perfectionism. Dangerous. So, yes. Uh, and so as a person who's been dealing with it for my whole life, you know, I, uh, you know, now, now I'm at a much, much, much better place with all kinds of like little, uh, you know, lots of counseling and lots of, uh, you know, telling myself a different story about, you know, uh, what it means to be perfect kind of thing. But, you know, we can touch on that too, at some point. Oh, I'd um, love to, because I, I talk about that with clients a lot, but I haven't put a podcast out there on perfectionism yet. So, yeah, well, I like, um, I don't know if people know, but the name of your podcast is never perfect. And (laughs) with an ADHD psychologist is probably, um, optional. You can find it. (laughs) Dr. Beth is on there, but my original title was never perfect with an ADHD psychologist. And I almost called it the tip of the iceberg, which remind me of, of you saying your toe in the water. Yep. Well, thank you so much. And I think these listeners are going to realize how, why we love you so much when they get to know you better. Um, we're going to take advantage of you for the next month while you're not on the cruise ship. Yeah. I am gainfully unemployed <laughs> for a month, for a month. You You've got been it. been awfully busy to be unemployed right now, but, um, right. well, thank you so much. And I will see you. I hope tomorrow virtually. You got it, babe. Love you. Love you. All right.